welcome to the CXM Experience. Uh, I am your host, Brad Kahn, CXO at Sprinkler, and we've got a I got a kind of a special show today. Uh, we're going to be doing something we've not done before. We've talked about it, but we haven't really gotten into it, which is talking about how to do a digital transformation project. How do you kick it off? It's one of the most common questions I get from uh, customers and prospects, which is, it all sounds great. I'm committed. Our organization wants to make it happen. How do we get started? What do we do next? And uh, it's actually a, it's actually a big deal uh, because the challenge of getting started is a challenge of driving alignment. It's a challenge of bringing along stakeholders. It's a challenging of you know, challenge of you know what to do next and you know who to talk to and what to think about, and it's a it's a very significant one because it can lead to some pretty negative outcomes if you sort of plunge into it without um, understanding what you're doing. If you plunge into it without a lot of um, process. If you plunge into it and make mistakes or miss things, um, it can be catastrophic, both for the company, for the project, and you know, most importantly, for your career. And the reason I say most importantly is a little bit justy, but the fact of the matter is it's very hard to get people to do things that have high levels of career risk. People tend to avoid those things because you know, they look at that as being something that it's not worth it. Uh, and the the payoff internally may not be very high, and the career risk may be very significant. And so most people will choose a sort of lesser trod path, and and make sure that they're, you know, um, safe. And so what we did is we actually started building something called a digital customer first transformation system at Sprinkler. And, and we did this based on the, the thousand plus implementations that we've done with some of the world's largest companies. Uh, and we did it as a way to give people air cover, air cover to know that they were considering all the issues that they had to think about as they were going on a digital transformation journey. And we're actually going to, I'll be posting some of this stuff on the blog and uh, we'll, we'll make it sort of available for download. And of course, you can always contact me directly, DM me on Twitter or whatever, and I can go through it in detail. But I want to give you a quick overview of what DCFTS is all about today. And then we're going to dive into sort of each of the sections uh, as we go through the next week. And uh, I think this is probably one of the most compelling pieces of content I've ever seen. Uh, I got, I was a customer of Sprinkler when I got delivered the first copy of this. And I remember at the time thinking, what a fantastic way to align my peers and also to make sure that I was thinking about everything that needed to be in the model. So the first thing is um, these kind of the way you think about um, a digital transformation journey is to really get your value model in line first. There's a potential caveat here, and I'll talk about that in a minute around maturity models. But if you can get a value model lined up, it's very powerful. What it allows you to do is to say, hey, I want to grow revenue. I want to reduce costs or I want to manage risk. And those are the, the kind of revenue, cost, and risk are sort of the three primary business objectives that most companies are focused on, one more than the others uh, typically. And then what are the different use cases that I want to bring to life under each one of those primary business objectives? So what use cases light those up? And what that does is it allows you to sit down with your organization and instead of talking about technology 
or you know diagrams, etc., or start talking about activities, you talk about outcomes, and you talk about outcomes in a way that people are like, yes, that is something that I'd be aligned to, I'd be supportive of. Uh, it's a very powerful way to drive alignment. Uh, also a great way to make sure that you're all on the same page because you may find that people are like, no, we don't think revenue is a big deal. We really need to reduce costs or whatever. The second piece is the capabilities model. So what is needed from the people, process, and technology that you're bringing into place? This is essentially identifying what you need as you start down the path. And so this is a particularly powerful document. And when we go through this uh, in another show, we'll have a lot of fun with it because it starts to like outline all the things you might forget. And this is the thing that get, gets people scared, which is as I'm starting down the journey, maybe I can think through the outcomes, but what about all the stuff I'm going to need? Do I, have I really thought it through? Do I have that available? The third step is to define where you are and what's next. And this is the maturity model. Um, occasionally, I have seen this work better as a first step. Uh, so I don't, and this is not like a super rigid thing. It's not like you're launching a rocket here. So you can sort of move things around. But the great thing about the maturity model is it enables you to have a discussion about how you're moving from being brand centric, which is typically the ways most organizations are structured to becoming customer centric. And so, um, and there's sort of, we have kind of four stages in this and two in the brand, two in the customer. Um, most companies are still brand centric and they're trying to move to customer centric. And this allows you to sit down and have a really frank discussion with the members of your team on where are we on this spectrum and how do we feel about that? And it's not judgmental. It's just like, where are we right now? And, and how, what progress are we making and how do we want to get there? Um, it can be helpful, um, as an alignment device earlier, if you think that your maturity is very low. So if you're very low in maturity, but potentially there's a disconnect in the organization where a lot of people think that they're customer first, uh, or there's a customer first ideology or slogan floating around the company, but not really being delivered against, sometimes that early stage maturity model discussion can be a very helpful way of helping show that we think we are this way, or we aspire to be like this, but this is how we're behaving. And you can see our behavior is early stage brand centric. And that can cause a penny to drop that may drive some motivation for a more serious digital transformation. Then you can say here are the values that we want to drive and here are the capabilities that we need. So it just sort of depends a little bit on the situation you're in. Um, kind of coming out of that, you do need to validate the investment. So, so we're going to make a big investment here. We're going to make a lot of change happen. There'll be a lot of investment simply in training people and getting people to think in new and different ways. So what's the ROI model? And so we, we outline a whole bunch of different ways of thinking about the ROI. And what's really great about Sprinkler is there's actually a value realization dashboard in Sprinkler itself these days. And so you're able to actually see on a day-to-day -day basis what value Sprinkler is generating for you and what ROI that's generating versus the investment you've made. So uh, this ROI piece is, is super important and uh, again, makes a really big difference in terms of aligning senior management. Then sort of step five is sort of we're deciding sort of what to do. And there's sort of three sort of I, uh, thoughts in here. One is what is your functional use case model? So what use cases will light up the value that you're trying to drive? Um, what is your operations model? Um, how are you going to actually put this into action? What teams are you going to bring in? Uh, how are they going to work together? What workflows do you need to put in place? All that stuff's super important. And then what is your architecture? 
Uh, so there's a, a, a reference model in this and everyone's architecture is different. And so you have to think about what is my MarTech stack and other parts of my customer facing organization. How's, how does my whole front office connect together so I can provide a seamless experience uh, with a, a, a 360 degree view of the customer. And then and all that sort of drives to the sort of uh, outcome of becoming a customer first digital organization. And, and today, you know, with, you know, digital becoming the way that people go to market, uh, I just had a very interesting discussion with an organization a minute ago, which was uh, literally entirely based on face-to-face events. Their whole business was based on face-to-face events. And um, they actually, um, you know, obviously the world changed dramatically for them about a year ago, and they've been sort of fast speed getting and ramping up on digital. Um, they're not ever going to get rid of the digital stuff, even when face-to-face comes back. So digital's here to stay, and I think a lot of people were able to uh, ignore it for a while, but they're, they're not going to survive without it, and it's always going to have to be a key part of the mix. What I'm also enjoying, and it's, it's amazing to see, but um, I just saw that Warner Brothers announced that they're going to be joint releasing everything on HBO Max and to the theaters. So there will be other sort of fundamental changes in the way that things are released and the way that um, um, the way that entertainment's delivered. I think that this idea of having a physical release followed later by digital is probably gone and probably gone forever, uh, which is pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing change. Uh, so these black swan events like the pandemic do have a major impact that ultimately long-term uh, people will look back and say, you know, why don't we do that anymore? What happened to that behavior? Um, it's a little bit like um, one of my favorite stories is uh, undershirts. So at one point in time, and many men still wear undershirts, but all men wore undershirts. It was kind of a common piece of clothing. Uh, and then famously, Humphrey Bogart took his shirt off in a movie and uh, was not wearing an undershirt. And overnight, undershirt sales plummeted. <laughs> People just moved away from that fashion. Uh, same thing with hats. At one point in time, not very long ago, uh, all people wore hats. Uh, particularly, men would wear hats, but you know, women as well. And that was just a standard piece of business clothing. Everyone had a hat, and then one day they didn't. And you always wonder what happened. How did everyone collectively decide to change? And we're going to see the same thing in the digital realm now. So for the rest of the week, we're going to talk in more detail about digital customer first transformation and spend a bit of time on each component, show how they fit together and show how you can use it to drive digital transformation in your own organization. So that's it for today. And for the CXM experience, this is Grad Khan, and I will see you next time.